my that's my top tip for Maryland cookies will get you kitty gains a pound of muscle a month. You've got to eat those every day. Welcome to the Gym and Tonic podcast with me, Tim Chase, and today I'm joined by Mr. John Locke. What's going on, John? Hello, mate. I'm good. I'm good. Not much is going on, really, is it, at the moment? Well, there's a lot going on behind you, mate, from what I can see. Yeah, a lot of Marilyn's up there. <laughs> Talk Multiple. to me. What, what is going on? Multiple. Um, that is... A last-minute decision when you walk into B&Q thinking, I want to get some wallpaper or one wall in my bedroom. What can I get? Why not get that? <laughs> that, is, that is it. That was, that was no intention to go and get it. I looked at it and I thought, yeah, okay, that'll do. Was it the, um, uh, was it the last one left or the first one you saw? Probably the first one I saw. And I didn't think about like, trying to line the patterns up a little bit when I put it up. So I actually put that up myself as well. Mate, it looks good apart from yeah, yeah. I can see one bit, one bit that's not lined up. Apart from yeah, that. all right, of course, yeah, of course you can. I mean, like I said, look at this, mate. Absolute living in the. Living in the... the rest of this room is like a bomb site. It's it's what I imagine like a, a dorm to be like. There's basically three men living in this room. It's not pretty. Apart from that stuff behind me. Oh, I love it. Anyway, John, um, do you want to introduce yourself? Uh, tell everyone who you are um, before we, we get into it. Um, yeah, I'll try very quickly. Obviously, um, I'm John, um, PT in my PT Croydon, my PT studio, my PT the gym. Um, I've been, say, resistance training or weight training for probably about eight years or so, something like that. Um, developed an obsession with cereal about three or four years ago. Um, competed one, two, three times. Um, I've done a couple of, couple of photo shoots um, and I have done turf games once, which was a surprise I... for most people when I did that. <laughs> I bet. I bet. I'll have to ask you about that in a, in a minute. But um, what have you been up to the last few days, mate, now that lockdown has hit? How's, uh, how's it been? Uh, it's been alright. To honest with you, the first couple of days were always a bit strange. Like last time, it was almost just like it was the weekend, really. Um, I imagine in a couple of days, couple of days, that like the reality will sit in, sit in, set in when I'm like I'm still sat or still in bed at seven o'clock in the morning, should I say? What are you gonna say? Seven at night? Yeah, I'm a I'm I'm an I'm an early person. Like I'll get up at like six or seven, but. Um, when I'm still in bed at half past six, quarter seven in the morning, I know something's not up, something's not right, and which is going to be like for the next, hopefully, only four weeks. Yeah, but we shall see. We, we should be um, here by now after the first one. Yeah, it's, it's not much just a surprise, is it? But no, still quite frustrating, which I'm sure it is for everyone that's going to listen to this, however many people <laughs> that may be. Yeah, it'll go, out, it'll go out on Sunday, so people have been used to it for a few days. Um, what's it been like transitioning all your clients over? Has it been absolute carnage, obviously, getting everyone from gym-based programs to uh, living room yeah. programs? It's not, been, it's not been too bad. It's when it's had some of the stuff left over from last time as well. Um, just trying to switch people's focuses over a little bit as well. Um, majority of us are not fortunate enough to have a lot of equipment, so getting imaginative with resistance bands, um, light sets of dumbbells and body weight has been a challenge, but it's one that's been quite interesting. Um, and we'll see in four weeks if people are still there in their front room with a resistance band. And I'm assuming you're not going to be using that skipping rope again. Uh, never. I, I, I don't even know where it is. Did I, did I tell you about this? So after I managed to... Uh pop that knee or whatever you want to call it doing skipping was it in the first lockdown as i put the skipping rope down the doorbell went and it was a delivery of the new skipping rope so that was uh, uh, that was ironic so the, I it was the excitement of the new rope that led you to run and do something to your knee maybe and, well it could have been like that last lockdown it taught me don't go for walks and don't skip so it basically taught me don't do anything um which was which is interesting. So, this will be a challenge. This one. So, what's your um, what's your sort of 
advice for people watching this then? Because we've all been here before. Um, how are people actually going to train through this? Because people just need to really get on with it, don't they? And kind of get, get shit yeah. done rather than sulking, I suppose. That's the only way to put it. I think, yeah, I think you just need to accept it is what it is and until it isn't. And then kind of make, make it as good of a situation out of it as you possibly can. Um, it's, not, it's not ideal. Um, and the majority of us, we're not going to have access to stuff that we enjoy doing, like myself included. Like I train because I enjoy it, not only for the health benefits and all the physical benefits as well, but it's, it's like my hobby that I've been fortunate enough to turn into my job. Um, so like for the, for the time being for me, because I've got access to limited bits of equipment, uh, my own focus has shifted slightly whereas I'm, I'm in the process of trying to put a little bit of size on. Mm -hmm. So for the next four weeks, because my training isn't going to be as, I want to use the word optimal as it could be. So decided, well, in conjunction with my coach that we're going to go on a little bit of a mini cut. So I'm going to diet for four weeks. Um, just try and hang on to as much muscle as I can and then come back after this lockdown ready to um ready to hit the gym again so is that what you're kind of suggesting that maybe people do well, if they haven't got access to a lot of kit is there a mini cut potentially or, or do you reckon it's yeah so uh, the guys I've got that want to put size on they're trying it they're in the process of trying to put on a little bit of muscle it's our our focus has shifted slightly more for like uh preserve preserve muscle i think there's probably a different way of putting it but yeah trying to hang on to as much muscle as we possibly can so just trying to go in through like a maybe a maintenance phase or maybe even a bit of a, a phase where we don't really worry so much about what happens too much with weight as long as it doesn't creep up dramatically for most people as long as it doesn't fall off hugely like it the, the goal is going to be to use whatever you can get your hands on quite literally um and hang on to muscle throughout yes. this period of time probably a good idea and i suppose i was speaking to someone um yesterday and i think week one is a good good idea to kind of use that deload rest week kind of mentality you think well i'll have a little yeah. week where i kind of reset myself hoping there's only three more weeks where you could either go into a, like high reps or uh like you said just trying to maintain while potentially pushing calories up and increasing his mobility and maybe even things like muscle activation priming because i know you're kind of into all that that stuff you yeah. know actually activating muscle fibers are working but how much that you can do at home with a band i'm not sure yeah i think looking at like, um, annoyingly i took a deload last week so you know, I, couldn't have, I couldn't have timed it any worse if i'd have tried oh, really. yeah you, you rested there we go. You, yeah. I, had five, I had five days off last week and then managed to get into the gym for three days before we got told not not for the foreseeable future um so yeah i mean like now would be a great time to kind of really focus on if there's any movement patterns that people are struggling with if they they're not sure on on their squat and not sure on how to do like a press up for example those are going to be like two staple moves that no matter where you are what equipment you've got that you'll be able to do so just get really good at those you would and have, a look, have a look around and see what you've got that you can use to apply like a little bit of like external force on your body. Would you say to, to not really get bogged down then with the actual content of the session, you know, reps and sets and weight and basically just, just get in and get it done. Just give yourself a, like a five day, six day training plan or whatever it may be, hour sessions and just say, just get in and just, just do whatever yeah. you can. It it could be it could be a case of like one on like a day on day off full body full body exercises or full body sessions so to speak so have a day on day off and then next time you go back to that on like a monday then a wednesday then realistically your body should have recovered from the monday ready for the wednesday <clears throat> and then go again on friday rest saturday go sunday and just kind of like zigzag your week along along like that and just just have a look and have a little think about the fact that like your body doesn't know that you're in a gym. Your body doesn't know that you've got a dumbbell in your hand. Your body doesn't know that you're in a machine. All it knows is that it's got something pushing you in one way and it's trying to push against it. So try not to get too bogged down by the fact that you can't go into the gym and use your favorite machine and pick up the dumbbells that you want to use. Um, what you might find is like volume is potentially going to have to go up. So to preserve muscle, 
to grow muscle, you need to take it to a point where it where it fails. Um, if you if you have access to like heavy stuff, so for example, if I was to try and squat you, I wouldn't have to go for as many reps if I was to try and squat myself. So there's a slight bit of weight difference there between us. A little bit, a little bit, especially now in lockdown. But um, yeah, so I think a kind of upper upper lower is a good idea, and I know especially probably for you and, and the same as me, if I was to now do like a leg workout, for example, using, I don't know, let's say a sumo squat carrying a bag that's heavy. I don't squat. So potentially if I was to do that with, you know, good depth, maybe elevate my heels or squat onto a seat or something, 20 reps, maybe slow the tempo down. I'm probably actually going to get a little bit of growth in a weird kind of way because yeah. I haven't done it. Like I've just been, you know, just smashing extensions, curls and presses. So potentially yeah, you can have like a little bit of like a, a novel, stimulus there that your body's not used to so if you've got like an old rucksack load it up with if you're anything like me i've got where are they <laughs> you just you just reminded me john of the um i used to work at fitness first and we used to give out free rucksacks and people joined and they used yeah, to i remember people, getting one of those rucksacks people used to load them with weight to do chin-ups and they were the worst rucksacks ever and the amount of yeah. people that you'd see go to do a chin-up and the whole bag would just collapse <laughs> like I've got I've got multiple books, like just sat here. I have a thing with like someone suggests buying a book, so I buy it. I don't read it. So just find whatever you've got laying around in your house, and then just fill a rucksack up with that. Squat, yeah. go for a walk with it. Anything you can do that's gonna be better than just basically sitting down doing nothing. You you also reminded me um, a guy and I used to do a lot of boot camps with um, used to make his own sandbags. So now garden centres are open. All you yep. need to do is buy one of those big sacks. I can't think what they're made of. You know, the like Hessian material. That's it, yeah, yeah. Fill it with anything you want. Rocks, sand, you name it. Um, and I'm guessing now there's a lot of companies selling home workout kit because the first lockdown's prepared all these companies. So I'm assuming you can actually go and buy some yeah, there's loads, there's loads. There's loads of places now that are like actually, actually like manufacturing plates and stuff like that. So depends if you wanted to kind of spend the money on, on buying like a set of set of weights, like a barbell, or make your own. I did, I did consider. I did consider it. There was one that was on sale, and it was delivery in about three weeks' time. So I thought maybe not worth it. Being optimistic that we're going to be out when Thanks. old when cool. Boris Johnson promised us he would let us out. Yeah. <laughs> so second of December. So I thought let's let's not waste money on a barbell that I don't need. That's true. That's true, mate. So um talking about gaining muscle tissue, because unfortunately I wanted to talk to you about this before Boris decided to lock us down. Yeah. So when this goes out, hopefully there'll be three weeks until we're we're allowed to come back out to the gyms. Um what's you know, kind of the the best way at the moment that you've been finding with clients or with yourself the best kind of focus areas for actually gaining some sort of muscle tissue? Is it your training frequency, volume, training split? Is it in the kitchen? Um, kind of what, where have I, you going with it? I, I've, over the last probably two years or so, I've kind of adopted the principle of like quite high intensity um, and quite high frequency. So I'll try and train the body part at least twice a week um, because that's what I enjoy. You know, it's like I, I go in um, when, we've, when we're in a position where we've got access to heavy load, I'll try and do something relatively heavy, like something six to nine reps and then drop off until like a nine to 12, because that's what I enjoy. Is that what you mean by um, intensity as well? You mean intensity as in the actual amount of weight shifted? So the intensity would be how on a scale of one to 10, like how, how intense, so 10 being like super intense like number one being like really really low so you're getting out of bed and going for a walk number 10 yeah. is like you're you you physically couldn't squeeze out like an extra rep you're not sure so, if you pass out your eyes are not yeah not sure yeah i think we've all seen those videos where someone's doing a deadlift and next thing you know they're face planting into the rack of dumbbells in front of them that's probably like an 11 or a 12 mm. something like that so like for me is i i enjoy i enjoy the challenge like mentally and physically kind of pushing myself up to that nine nine and a half out of ten feeling um for that reason my my volume is quite my volume is quite low so like a six to nine reps but my yep. frequency is quite high so i'll be doing two leg sessions a week or every 10 days i'll do two leg sessions every 10 days I'll, i would have done two push sessions and two pull sessions um 
it's an interesting way of training, not one that everybody would enjoy doing it. I'll be honest, it, when I first started doing it, I tried it out with clients. Some of them didn't like it and didn't respond well to it at all. What's so, that, the two-a-week two style? The, so, the more the high-intensity stuff, so kind of really taking people to failure. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. With yes. the heavier load. Like, failure at 20 reps is different than failure at six reps. It's still different, but it's a different feeling. And how many um how many sets are you putting these these people through or yourself through to um you know twice a week six reps are we are we talking high volume on the sets as two. well or I'll do two working sets, but that's that's because that's how I enjoy doing it. It's not to say that you couldn't go and do like three sets of ten. So I've got clients that do very very similar. It'll all, it'll all be based on what they enjoy doing. Yeah. Um, and where their where their concentration levels are at as well. Like for example, I've got one particular guy that get him past ten reps, concentration concentration levels like fall through the floor. So like he's yeah. one that will go like eight to nine, something like that, just so I, I can keep switched on. I find it's that with clients is that toss up, and the same with ourselves between what you want and what you need. I write yeah. a session is what I need and I go and say, right, I'm going to do two working sets. And then I'm yeah. two work. I'm two sets in and I think, Oh, I'm really, I really like this exercise. So I end up doing a third one. Yeah. And I think to have later, you regret it. <laughs> yeah. It's having that balance of like, so what you, what you need, but then you need a little bit of what you want on there as well. Cause otherwise, why are you going in there? It's mm. true. Like, how many, how many total sets are you talking volume wise in a session? This is something that I, I toss up in my head all the time. Um, how much is junk volume and how much is real kind of working sets? You know, I do 10 sets and I'm, I'm completely fucked. I do 24 sets and a lot of them are just, I think they're just filler. They're just junk. Yeah. So like I'll do, for example, let, I'll give like a normal session for a push. A push session would be one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight or nine sets across five exercises. Oh wow! Two of, those, two of those sets. Two of those sets will be like there's. You know what rest pause technique is. So two of those sets will be rest pause. So they're almost like three mini sets within a set, if that makes sense. But effectively, like my programming is probably eight to nine sets. Probably nine or ten on legs, six to eight on push and pull. Okay. Okay, that makes sense. And that kind of, I'm guessing, I'm assuming then most of your splits at the moment are a push pull legs kind of i'm i'm on push pull legs at yeah push pull legs at the moment push pull legs push pull rest legs rest and then repeat okay yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, that's that was the last that i was doing and for um another question i got asked was about how to basically how, where can they get a set of your calves so i don't know who that was addressed at but either way i'm assuming <laughs> Definitely not me. We'll, we'll say we'll, we'll say the loose question there is um, how would you sort of bring up a weak body part? I mean, if mm. say someone's calves were lacking, how would you bring it up? Would you keep that push pull leg split, um, or would you would you put more emphasis onto certain body parts? Or okay, so let like we'll look we'll look at calves as an example because that's that's a, massive, that's a massive thing, not literally, but a big thing for most people. For example, like my, my calves. When I do them in a leg day, they don't come last. Ah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you would even potentially look at putting them very at the very, very beginning of a session. All your energies, all your energy is still available. Like doing a set of calf raises isn't going to tax you as much as doing a set of squats. So if like you've got body parts that are a priority, treat them as a priority, put them at the beginning and train them frequently. Calves, yeah. calves take a hammering like on a day-to-day -day basis and if you want to grow them then and this is ironic coming for me i haven't really got any calves um if you want to grow them then you need to hammer them and hammer them frequently and put them at this start i mean how, how frequent is too frequent three times a week do you reckon you get away with that three times a week you could literally do it every other day yeah with calves you want to yeah i would say every other day and like volume as well. So anything from like really heavy to a lot of volume, anywhere between six reps to 30 reps. Yeah. I mean, that, that, that's a, that reminds me of another, I've got so many questions about hypertrophy and um, things like that. And obviously it's all done by just trial and error and what works on what person. And 
what yeah. you like. But do you think there is a particular rep range that works best for different muscle types? You know, people always say things like calves, you should train at high, high reps um, because they're a more an endurance-based muscle. Or, or do you think yeah. just don't overthink it and just smash I the hell out of don't it? Over, don't overthink it. Find a, a training modality or a way to train that you enjoy. Um, and reps for like hypertrophy will range anything from six to thirty. As long as you're as long as you're hitting, as long as you're reaching failure in a nice safe way as well, and like technical failure, not like your body failing. So don't get like ten reps, ten reps of a squat out, and then you hit like technical failure, and then keep going for another five because you'll wake up and then back will be in bits. But just think like how do I enjoy training? How do I like feeling when I train? If you can mix a bit of everything in there, like a six and then to a set that contains 25 to 30 reps, you've got everything covered. And then the, the key thing is going to be to make sure that you're eating enough, but not too much. Um, for the majority, for the majority of people, like you're potentially looking at being able to put on maybe like a pound of muscle every four weeks, maybe, maybe one and a half pounds. Every like half half a kilo, which is half a kilo, yeah, crazy. People, people, are, people think it's it's slow. I get messages all the time. So do you? When people are like, "Oh, I've done, I've done really bad. I've only gained like two kilos this month," and you're thinking two kilos, yeah, and so like, every year. Realist, like realistically, if you're looking at like it, these are all these these numbers are just thrown about like three thousand five hundred calories for a pound of fat, mm -hmm. two thousand six hundred calories to synthesize like a pound of protein. Uh, pound of protein pound of muscle so realistically that's like say six thousand spread that over like split that by 30 so 30 days in a month like an extra 200 calories a day yeah realistically like, like probably four four mary land cookies a day we'll get <laughs> the you there one. the little yeah, one that's my, that's my top tip we'll four um... mary land cookies will get you <laughs> get your gains a pound of muscle a month You've got to eat those every day. That's brilliant. We'll get back to food in a in a minute then. But um, yeah. when you when you were talking about emphasising um, weak body parts and putting it at the start, that's something that I used to always do. Um, I don't think I've done it for a while actually. Now I just seem to just do more sets of that exercise and yeah, um, and just kind of hope it grows and eat more. Um, would you? And a lot of people are obsessed with deadlifts squats and they put them at the start of the session now for me if i deadlift or squat i am completely dead for the rest of the session it, yeah. like, I'd start with deads on a back day it's a write-off there's nothing happening what's your kind of thoughts on on deads and squats do you do them um do your clients do them um or do you think you can just get away without them um i do do them but that's because i enjoy them um for example like a a pull day for me, I will have like a, a variation of a deadlift as the very first exercise. Um, because I'm fresh, there's a lot going on with that exercise. So if I was to go and do that, place that exercise two or three movements down, like a pull day, for example, I could have done like some pull downs or something else. My lats are a sign of fatigue and you're going to need them to make sure that you keep you back in a nice neutral position. Um, so if I'm going to do a big move like that, then from like my pull days, they will always go first because they'll be my priority that I'd really try and those are the moves that I want to try and progress. Those are like your big bang for your buck. Because you rack pull, don't you? I rack pull and I deadlift. I RDL, so remaining deadlift variation, and I rack pull as well. Not at the moment, but... Do you RDL on your... Um... On your back days as well? I RDL on a pull day and I rack pull on my other pull day. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Because you've got it. It's, it's pull as a as a sort of a posterior chain almost. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I, that's why that's why I have like a rest. That's why I have a, a day's rest between like my pull days and my uh, leg days. That is brutal. Um, with... Yeah. Um, any tip before going to food? Any any kind of other other things you discovered in the last year about your training when it comes to gaining muscle tissue that you wished you'd known eight years ago when you started? Because every time I speak to you, you've got something new you've discovered 
Um, <laughs> and I may have uh, bought those daisy chains now. I may have bought them for uh, even like, simple things like lap raises because our cables aren't long enough in our gym. So yeah, so like my my little gym bag is like Mary Poppins handbag. Yes, what's in it? I've got the clip ready. I'm also aware that it's getting quite dark in this room as well because the daylight is coming. We'll be done by. We'll be done soon. <laughs> I, might, I might have to go and get a light or just shift over a little bit, see if I can keep the light in there. Nice. Um, so, like my gym, my gym bag is full of a lot of climbing equipment, cuffs, D handles, all sorts of stuff like that. But that's something that I will send you, and then you can put that in the show notes if you do show notes, of course. Yeah, obviously, it's professional, yeah. complete of professional course. setup here. Wouldn't expect anything different. Um, but yeah, like set of daisy chains, um, cuffs, basically like ankle cuffs that I'll use for like flies and for lat raises and stuff like that. Yeah, what, what's the things of, of daisy chains? Because I didn't know what these were until recently. These are, for anyone watching, listening, basically long bits of fabric, aren't they? With basically to extend the cable on, with loops on them. Yeah, so basically a daisy chain is just a, it's just a way of attaching. Like for me, I use it when I'm doing a, a squat. So it'll be using the daisy chain just to attach the resistance band to like the hack squat for example yeah not like for for a, a general a general gym goer it's not 100 percent necessary if you can get it set up nice and quickly and it doesn't take you 10-15 minutes to do then yeah great use one but if you haven't got one don't worry you will still be able to make leg gains i, I only use one in because the cables aren't long enough which yeah, so that's really... why I use them at the, at the gym. Mm. The cables are not long enough, so that's why I use that's why I use those. Yeah, it sounds weird to anyone listening, but when we say long enough, when we do a lap raise, the the weight is is hitting the top of the machine. Yeah, <laughs> so we can't do a crossover, for example. Yeah, what is going on here? I am gonna. That's I right. Think I, need... I think I might need to move Tim. It's, it's moody, mate. I know, but I'm looking like I'm getting darker and darker. You got you're getting eyebrows growing though. You're getting, yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm going to shift around in a minute. Actually, I think this might actually work. So crazy chains, cuffs. You mentioned yeah. bands. Are they in your bag? Resistance bands. Yeah, they're in my bag. Multiple multiple lengths and thicknesses. Big big fan. Uh, of I can't say I've ever really used much on the banded front um are you are you a big fan of them now or yeah i like them i've used them i've used them like regularly and frequently for probably like two or so years um it's one of those things that i've kind of started doing and it's kind of stuck with with me it's like i've got used to setting them up now so it doesn't doesn't take any more any less time during a session why do you use them with your why are you using them with yourself and the clients any particular sort of reasons from a gaining muscle tissue point of view clients not so much at the moment i don't really use them um for myself there's without going too tech without getting too technical your body has got like a weight uh your muscles sorry have got like a strength curve so they're stronger in one point and they get and they're weaker at another point so for example um like a chest press oh let me just hold on hold on hold on yeah we, we all know the chest press when you get it off your chest and you try and wriggle around to shift it yeah. so like from the bottom like you're progressively you're weaker here and you get progressively stronger through that movement as those joints start to stack so the idea of the resistance band it would be kind of down from the top give you a little bit of help out of that bottom part of that press when you're at your weakest and then feel like it's getting progressively heavier. So the idea of it would be to take the, the resistance profile of that exercise, which is going to be like a bit of a curve, kind of flatten it a little bit. And you could do that on like a Smith, for example, couldn't you? I'm guessing with a, with a bench press attached yeah. to the top. Smith machine. So they both, you can, you can band it from the top or band it from the bottom, and they both have the same effect. Personally, if you band it from the bottom i feel like it has the you kind of feel like the exercise is getting harder yep as the resistance band picks up tension it's like a big elastic band for those that don't know what a resistance band is um and if you was to band it from the top it kind of feels like it's giving you a little bit of help out of the bottom so 
psychologically it makes you feel like the exercise is easier when in fact it's probably making it harder yeah yeah makes sense any any other tricks in the uh mary hoppins bag liquid chalk never used it mate liquid chalk uh if you get sweaty palms it's a good one no i just i just use straps if i'm actually ever going heavy which has been very rare reset nerves liquid chalk and straps i use them both at the same time oh belt and braces <laughs> awesome that's that's the bag done bag finished bag done i actually made mine the other day just before lockdown so that was pointless yeah mine's just sat in the car now which is where it's going to be for a while just four weeks until you build your own gym until i build my own gym which could be a while <laughs> it's true mate oh, well hopefully only hopefully only a few weeks we're back out um, yeah. But food wise then, um, yeah. let me start with a question that you mentioned about, you know, your weak, weak body parts, bringing them up or I mentioned it. Um, and you said you do your legs, I think between two rest days for obvious reasons. Yeah. Um, where would you, do you have a cheat meal once a week or do you have refeeds or high carb days or high calorie days? I mean, my food's been relatively high recently. Um, and towards the end well just before lockdown before i took that deload there was like a free meal introduced as well just to help push calories up because my appetite was quite not low but yeah like i was struggling to get struggling to get the food in which i never thought i'd say to be honest it's weird isn't it weird when you when you're dying you're starving and then you put the calories up and you don't want to see food again yeah so the idea the idea behind the mini cut as well is to kind of help drive my appetite up a little bit as well um so like at the moment like no free meals but i'll make sure i'm including food in there that means i don't really feel like i need to have a free meal sure, yeah. where, where would you put your free meal um when you're allowed one or when you have one would you would you put it before your like leg day or let's say your weaker body part or on it or after because for me if i have to free meal the cheat meal the day before i don't know how my guts are going to be on the day, day off yeah. Especially if, it's, especially if it's before legs as well. So yeah. I, would probably, I would probably think about having it like on the day of, if I, like psychologically, if I wanted, if I had a, like a, a body part that I wanted to bring up and I know that more food I eat, th- then that's going to help bring that body part up. Psychologically, I think, right, okay, I want to bring my chest up. So, right, okay, let me have that free meal on a day that I've trained chest. Yeah, I, I think you earn, you feel like you earn it as well, don't you? You're in the gym and you're like, I can't yeah. another set, whereas... I think if you know the food's coming, you're like, I'm going to work hard. Whereas if you had it in you from yeah. last night, I just can't be asked. Yeah, like you say, it's a touch and go situation as to whether or not you have a dodgy, dodgy cheat meal or not. I can't, mate. I don't know about you, but I can't stop. I right. cannot stop. Can you, can you physically stop when you have a cheat meal? Is there an off button? No, this is pretty much why I have it in the evening. <laughs> so, like... Not only time, not only time that meal, um, not the right day. Have it in the evening as well. So if you're that type of person that can't stop, once you get going, get going later on in the evening. Give yourself a smaller window in which to stuff your face. Mate, it's so true. But the only thing that stops me is going to bed. But I've realised recently I can get back out of bed. So even that hasn't stopped yeah. me. <laughs> Mate, I'll do it multiple. I've done that before. Midnight snacks, unfortunately. It's- it's mad, isn't it? It's literally mad. But um, are you a fan then of these kind of refeeds with your clients or are you just kind of consistency is, is key or is it... Consistency at the moment, as I said, try and make sure that people are having a, as inclusive a diet as possible so that they don't feel the need to have that free food, mm. bad food, cheat meal, whatever way you want to... Whatever you want to call it. Yeah. I keep changing the word. I think I'll call it to my clients a high-calorie high meal now. Yeah, some people don't like the word cheat meal, do they? Well, yeah, because I'm not going to be a cheat if it's on your plan, but mine always ends up as a planned calorie, high-calorie meal, and then it ends up as a cheat meal. <laughs> yeah, and then goes rolls over to the next day, and next thing you know, your Easter eggs are coming out that you brought. Mm, they, yeah, they don't, they don't tend to go away. That's the problem, mate. They tend to go away. They, they stay out. Um, so one thing that everyone would have seen from your image is the, uh, the Cocoa Pops, the cereal. Yeah. Now, I'm pretty sure that you're getting away with eating these, um, even when you're getting lean. Yeah, so it was something that was introduced probably 
maybe three years ago, I think. Three years ago? Yeah, maybe even three and a half years ago, actually. Um, I, I brought a meal plan from James Hollingshead. Did you? I didn't know he, didn't know he sold them. He did, he did three and a half years ago. James, if you're watching this, which I'm sure you are, well done for winning. <laughs> yeah, because he'll definitely be watching this, mate. 100% going to be watching this, isn't he? I mean, he's there. He's there at 7.01 on Sunday night waiting for this to come out. Um, but yeah, so basically he was, um, he, he just prescribed it. He put it in there, like a post-workout, 60 grams of Cocoa Pops, um, which then the biggest, the biggest bowl of Cocoa Pops, which is one of the only questions I got asked. Um, I've managed to make it up to a bowl of 200 grams of Cocoa Pops. What was, it, what was the question you got asked? I got asked, what was the biggest bowl, what is the biggest serving of Cocoa Pops you've ever had? And what are the macros on there? The biggest, bowl, the biggest, the largest recorded serving of cocoa pops was 200 grams. I like how you said recorded. Yeah, recorded. Yeah, I mean, I have gone, I have gone through a whole packet of uh, Curacy cinnamon in an evening before, yeah. but I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't, that wasn't the question. So but yeah, largest recorded serving of cocoa pops is 200 grams. And what are the, what are the macros on that? <laughs> what is uh, let's have a look, shall we? It's only one way to find out my fitness pal. Let's have a look. And this was all post workout, yeah. This seven. Uh, this was post workout, yes, actually. Yeah, I've, I've decided, mate. While you're looking for that, we're going to bin off talking about getting lean. I feel like we should just talk about getting big, and because I've got a few yeah. questions that people sent over. So, okay, we can save it for another time, mate. You know, lockdown's long. Right. Okay. So, two hundred grams of cocoa pops is one hundred and sixty-seven grams of carbs, seven hundred and seventy calories. Yeah. Big there hit. you go. And was it was it good? Do you know what? No, it was too much. Yeah. I, do you not? It's too like, much. Have, like, do like you do, like have a bagel or crumpets with cereal. Have yeah. like a have like a buffet. So, like now, like now, I'm like post-workout crumpets, post-workout cereal. Yeah. Or like I'm trying to I'm trying to find things that are like lower in volume now just so I can get all the food in. You should you should do what they do at like a hotel, mate, have a little hotel sort of buffet, go and have your pancakes and your crumpets and your croissants. Yeah, a bit of jam, bit of bit of crumpet, crumpets. Yeah, you are you um on your crumpets, are you are you butter as well or just jam? Just jam. Yeah. Just jam. Yeah, those jam or, or butter, it's one or the other, isn't it really? Or peanut jam and peanut butter if I'm having it in the evening. Oh, very American. Which is a very good combo. You've, you've now got really good. This is brilliant. That's one thing they've got right. What, America? Yeah, jam <laughs> and peanut butter. <laughs> I can't disagree right now, mate, with what's going on in this stupid yeah. America, mate. Um, it's gone mad. Right, let's get some questions, mate, because you're getting progressively darker. So. I know, I know, I know. I might have to shift around again. Let's right. see if it works. Stay there. You'll be back on soon with Mike, who was, um, Mike was excellent, mate. He had, you know, like the lighting was set up right. Oh, do you know what? I, I did, I was going to buy one of those ring lights as well. And I thought, no, I'll be okay. Don't worry, mate. It's, oh, it's a little bit better. Right. Question, question number one, mate. Um, what's the exercise you can't live without? And in brackets, Tim, you as well, apparently. Uh, deadlifts. Deadlifts? Yeah. Okay, no, okay. Mine's uh, lap raises. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Yes, next. You did 10 sets today, mate. That's what you do with dumbbells. You do 10 sets when you're at home. Right. Um, did you find the gyms busy after the last lockdown or were people avoiding them? Uh, busier. Mm. Like, like January, wasn't it? Yeah. Lot, like a lot busier. The, it was crazy. Like people were going mad for it. Like they, like Christmas had just gone. It was yeah. like was ready to start a new year. I think seen... yeah, a lot, a lot busier. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think it'll be the same this time. I don't know what you think in December. I think we'll wait till New Year now. I think so. Unfortunately. Yeah, because um, it's dark. It's dark. Cold. Yeah. Yeah. Um, right. How easy is it to motivate yourself when you spend the day? trying to motivate others that's a good question here's a good question um it is hard isn't it like the yeah, last thing i'm gonna do you yeah, know something like sometimes like 
like I'm not, I don't, some, to be honest, I don't really feel the need to be motivated to train. Because like I said before, it's like, I really enjoy doing it. It's like, it's something that I've, I found a little bit later in life. Christ, I can't believe I said that. Yeah, they're um, how old you are, mate. They probably think you're like 21, so we'll just rock with that. Yeah, we'll go with that. We'll go with that. I'm happy with that. Um, so like, I don't really feel the need to be like, I mean, everyone has like, like times when they can't be bothered. But then when I get there, it's like, I know I've got someone that I'm accountable to. Um, so if my if ever my motivation isn't really there to train or to to eat how I should be, then I know that I've got to send my picture a picture of myself in my pants to someone every single week. And that's enough to make sure that I train and eat accordingly. Yeah, that accountability is is huge, isn't it? I think. Yeah. Do you think it's the accountability or the fact you're as in? Do you think it's the fact that someone's checking your photos that's making you do that, or do you think it's the fact that you're actually paying money? I think it's the fact that I'm paying money someone's checking those photos and I'm looking at those photos. Mm, there's no way so, out, is there really? No, there's no way out. I think the, most, the majority of people that kind of train the way that we do and check, like, analyse our physique and feel like the way that we do as well, we're all super critical of ourselves, uh, rightly or wrongly. And I feel like if I was to have a shit week and send off a shit picture, and I'd have the ump. True. Mate, it's true, mate. Um, and your coach would just say, why are you wasting my time, you prick? Well, it's, yeah, it's, he's, yeah it's, I think it would be a case of like, his, it would be me wasting my, my time as well. And I would like, I'd feel bad for waste, not wasting his time for like him doing stuff that I'm not, like that I'm not sticking to. It's like, yeah, like I said, wasting his time. But then ultimately he's getting paid for that time as well. But it would be me wasting my time and I'd be more frustrated as well, I think. That's true. Are you, are you buying, um, are you not buying? Are you uh, getting your training and nutrition done by somebody else or? Yeah, training and nutrition done by somebody else so I can focus on everybody else rather than rather than my own stuff. Yeah, I think if, if it was you having to train yourself, then I think that question might be a little bit more challenging to answer. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Tougher. Um, uh, how much do you rely stroke uh, sorry slash use fitness watches to track your calorie output um i use them but i don't rely on them or use the uh, I, the only thing i use my fitbit for is to track my sleep uh and steps and the stopwatch yeah the um i think that's all i use mine for but the, uh, steve who asked it he said that he normally does a few thousand steps just cutting hair just by moving his hand <laughs> So I think that's what he was... That really shows val the validity of those trackers. Yeah, uh, and also... Take them with a pinch of salt. Yeah, and you've got, to, you've got to think as well, when I gave a, if I'd give a client like ten or 15,000 step aim, you know, if they get on a bike for an hour, there's no steps even being recorded. Yeah. So, like, I think the thing is with those, the thing is with those, actually, me and, um, me and Mitch did a little experiment the other day during his session that we did... Uh, he's got an, he's got an iWatch, one of the new ones. I've got Fitbit. So I saw you taking a photo. I didn't know what you were doing. I didn't realise it was a. Hopefully, I've not deleted it. Yeah. So basically, Mitch wore my Mitch tracked the session. So according to my Fitbit, he burned 586 calories. According to his uh, Apple Watch, he burned 439. So it just shows the inaccuracies between them and they're not to be relied upon. The clue there would be if you want to eat more based on what your Fitbit is selling, you buy a Fitbit, not an Apple Watch. Yep. It burns more calories. It's true. And uh, with, the, uh, with these, you know, a lot of people are also inputting their activity. So they're saying, oh, I've burnt 500 calories in my workout. So they yeah. eat 500 calories more. And what yeah. I've been realizing recently is if I burn 500 calories in a workout because I've trained my ass off, I'm moving less the rest of the day because I'm yeah. exhausted. So actually I probably don't deserve 500 extra because no, I think like you can use, you can use them to gauge how active you are. So for, if you were to say, right, okay, today I've burned 2,500 calories according to my Fitbit tomorrow or the day after I've burned 2,200 so you've been 300 calories less active approximately. So you've just not been as active the next day. So you probably wouldn't need to eat as much. That's one way of using them. I mean, but I wouldn't use it to eat back calories. Never. Yeah. People like doing that, don't they? Though? They do. <laughs> um, 
nearly the last question. Uh, this one's from me, mate. Turf games or competing? Which one was harder? Oh. Which one was more? Which one's harder? Which was harder? Which was more fun? Oh, I don't know. It was harder like, to train for, let's say, or harder to train for. Turf was harder to train for, like because the first the first session I did, I felt like I was going to throw up. Um, competing for me, it's like that. I I enjoy that process. Like for me, like it's not about stepping on stage for me. That was the bit I hated about it the most, to be perfectly honest. So you want to prep for a show and then compete in turf games? That'd be like the ideal. That would be that would be ideal, but I'd be no good because I'd weigh too little and I'd have no energy. Um, but like for me, it was two different things. Like met some really I met some cool people competing, like yourself being one of them. So I would never don't ever regret doing it. And the experience of the day is whilst I whilst I don't overly look forward to that bit stepping on the stage, the the day as a whole is great. Um. Yeah, it's that personal achievement. When I did a shoot the other day, I, I was missing that. I did the shoot, went for food, and I thought, oh, this is actually quite nice. I'm really enjoying this. I feel like I've yeah. earned this. And there was a bit of, then, sort of a pat on my back, but I was missing that level of the excitement of everyone else. It was really weird. Yeah, and Turf, games was, turf games was good fun. Turf Games was frustrating wow. for me because I felt like I could have done a little bit better. Is it similar? Have you done things like Tough Gutter and uh, Tough Mudder? And tough guy I've done and two or three Tough Mudders. Same atmosphere or not? Completely different. Completely different. Like the team, like the team thing in turf games is is cool because you're like yeah. relying on other people, you're helping other people, and that's really good. So I would do. I'm probably more likely to do another turf games than I am to compete again. Well, turf games can fit more of your life, as weird as it sounds. Um, yeah. Because you can go out, enjoy yourself, eat relatively what you want, and still perform. If you're training, yeah. getting in, um, you can't be competing, as you know. Yeah. Yeah. And final question, mate, of the before we go into the the, the crap bit to finish, um, what what's next for you? What's the what's the next plan in the world of John? So fitness wise, immediate, immediate immediate goals was to get seventy get to seventy five kilos, hold that for a bit, and then diet down for a photo shoot. Even though I said okay. I don't want to compete again, that was the next the next step. Um, now? I think that that probably will. I'm 73 this morning, but obviously I'm dieting now, so I probably anticipate being down to like 71 by the time the end of this four weeks is up. And then push it up. And then when are you looking to, to do a photo shoot? And then push it up. Whatever time, I'm in no real rush. Like I might get to 75 kilos and think, actually, I might be able to put another one on without looking too bad. Yeah. So maybe like February, March sort of time, March, April sort of time, depending if we're allowed to do it. Yeah, you, you should be able to have a shoot. You should yeah. be able to. There's always little loopholes. So, um, I ain't done this. Um, yeah, anything, mate, you want to put in the bin? Gym and tonic bin. Gym and tonic bin. Um, I would like to put Strava screenshots on Instagram stories in the bin. Please. I haven't seen one of these. What the hell is I, that? I've seen them. What Keep an eye. Keep an eye out on Instagram stories. You'll see them. What are they? Strava, the, is that where you track your running or something? You track your, track your run or your cycle. Oh, like map my run almost, like the under one. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Put those in the bin, please. Well, do they only come out in lockdown? Because last lockdown, there was yeah. hundreds. Yeah. One thing I'm not going to be doing this lockdown is a 5K run. No. It's too cold. No, unless you do it sponsored, mate. Couch to 5K and then no. you collect beer money. That's not happening. <laughs> yeah, mate, it ain't happening for me either. I'm looking outside now. It is cold and I have a really valid excuse this year. Nah. Bad knees. Yeah. So, mate, that, that can go in. <laughs> I was just going to put, um, I was just going to go easy, mate, and just put, put Boris in there. I just, that's it. That's simple. Yeah. I mean, Boris is probably already in many people's bin anyway, isn't he? I mean, don't get me wrong. About a few months ago in the last lockdown, I thought, do you know what? It's not an easy job. And that Richie soon yeah. after, I thought, what a, what a legend. He seems to have held it together. Now yeah. I'm just like, Boris ain't got a clue what's going on. It just, no, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want his job. And no, I, whatever decision he's making, he's going he's gonna to piss off a pocket of people. Um, if he'd have kept the gyms open, he would have pissed everyone off that wanted them shut. He's decided to shut the gym, so pissed everyone off that goes to the gym. So I, everyone's, got their, everyone's got their own agenda. I just can't work out what his agenda is. It even feels like he's just 
almost just tossing a coin and going, yeah, that'll do. Or he's getting bribed or pressured from every angle. And then whoever's got the loudest voice, he's just like, okay, that's the best idea. We'll just follow yours. Yeah. Like, he must just have it in every angle from, like, all these petitions are going mad. Yeah. He's just getting told what to do, isn't he, really? Yeah. I don't know who's calling the shots, mate, but it ain't him. Oh, well, I've just talked myself out of it. It is him. He's going in. He's in the bin. (laughs) Right. Quick thought. I think I I need to go because it's so dark here. You can really see. Final. We're wrapping it up. Favourite alcoholic drink? It's the most important bit. Moretti. What the bloody hell is that? Beer. Oh, Moretti. Okay. Done. Favourite food? Pizza. Favourite body part to train? Ooh, legs. Dream job? I do it already. (laughs) <laughs> I do it already you got a sideline uh, that's a bit too that's a bit too cheesy isn't it uh, a race car driver nice um, favourite music to train to we need two songs to the playlist that is live oh crap um, okay so probably going to be like uh, like rap or hip hop something like that um, playlist hold on you have a look. You can you can hit us with your social media links, mate. People where people are going to hook you, hit you up for some home PT. Yeah, um, so they can actually see what I look like now that yes. this video. Is. So yeah, just Instagram is John Lock underscore Coaching, and I'm pretty sure you would have seen me on Tim's thing by now. So, um, oh, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? <clears throat> Wiley Flow by Stormzy. Ooh. Oh, another Stormzy one, actually. Still disappointed. You want those two, yeah? Those two, please. Stormzy. Nice, okay. Awesome, mate. Well, that's pretty much yeah. it. Um, what's your n- number one big top tip to live a healthy, happy, fit life? Uh, stop giving a fuck what other people think. <laughs> that's it. We're done, mate. Yeah, We're done. that is it. Mate, thank you very much for coming on, even though we can't see you. Yeah, no, cheers. And sorry about the lighting. Next one, I'll have one of those ring lights so you can see what I look like properly. <laughs> all the way, all the way through. We do this like probably a You're only going to be listening to this. You're probably only going to be listening to this anyway, and it'll be on in the background, so you won't be watching it anyway. It'll only be my mum anyway, mate. It's fine. Um, but yeah, thanks for coming on, buddy. Um, we're going to get you on in, well, hopefully in a week or two, uh, with the big man, Mike. Yeah. We'll have to get what you do, one of those, um, your no-laugh lockdowns on here. Yeah, give me a bit. I'm going to order a ring light today as well. So it'll be like here around the back. That's a good idea. And for anyone watching, listening, check John out. If you are going to do, you're going to do your no laugh lockdown again? I think we are going to do it. But at the moment, this has been a good test to realise that the lighting in my room isn't great. And and you didn't laugh, so you did well. Yes. I think think you won, mate. nice one brother well i will see you soon and i'll let you close the show out with uh something uh yeah thanks for listening guys i was really worried that we'll never have a lot to talk about but here we are an hour in and we've done it